Hello and welcome to episode two in our special haiku week celebrating the last seven days of this 2019 poetry month. We are taking a deep dive into the form of haiku, looking at various misconceptions about it, uh, and generally looking at how many places a little old form like the haiku can go. Before we get too deep into this episode, I just want to quickly say whether you enjoy our regular format where we read a poem, talk about it, and then read the poem again at the end of the episode, or if you found us through this special series, it would mean the world to us if you would hop over to the iTunes store and give us a rating and review. That's the best way for more people to find our show, and we always love hearing from listeners like you. In our first episode, which you can find in our feed, we talked about the origins of the haiku with the renga, and today we're talking about probably the most classic element of the haiku that's most often discussed, and the one that has its most ardent defenders and its most aggravating sticklers, and this is the syllables. Because if you know one thing about the haiku, it is probably because a teacher or an adult wah, wah, at some <laughs> point, you know the adults like in Peanuts where they're just like syllables. <laughs> they probably told you at some point, or you read somewhere or whatever, uh, that a haiku is not just a poem of three lines, we'll get to that later, but that it has a certain number of syllables in each line, and that that means it has five syllables in the first line, seven in the second line, and five in the last line. Now, Connor, maven of poetic forms, I come to you on you know, humble supplicants bended knee with a question. Yes. Ask away. Good is, Padawan. Ah, sick. I'm a Jedi now. This is well, <laughs> I'm on my way. Here's the question. Is that, is that true? Is there anything there? Is there anything to that? Is that real? All right. This is a great question. And let me tell you up front. I don't think there's a clear answer, but I will say it is not set in stone. And many haiku do not follow the 575, even in Japanese. So, oh, okay. Yes. So I've heard that part of the reason why the 575 is a little silly is because in English, syllables um, just like work a little differently, are a little bit longer than syllables in Japanese. I'm not quite sure uh, that could be totally bogus, but that's one thing that I've heard. The other thing is it did, in the strict version of the Ranga, um, the Hoku was most often 575. So it comes from somewhere true. And the name Haiku comes from Hoku, the first poem in the Renga. Apparently, it comes from a combination of Hoku, the first part of the Renga, and Haikai, which was the kind of um, the humorous, like a lighter version of the Renga. Gotcha. And okay. It, my understanding is that the words sort of formed, or um, the words sort of merged into Haiku at some point. Um, so yeah, the so the the traditional hoku would have a five seven five, 
And then the Waki or, or the sort of alternating would actually have a seven seven uh, structure. Um, but after the haiku sort of became an independent form apart from the, the game of the Renga, even in poets who are writing in Japanese, the sort of strict 575 was um, relatively quickly abandoned, or at least played with. For anyone who's seen episode two of season eight of Game of Thrones, Brienne of Tarth, it comes to pass, everyone discovers she's not a knight. So Brienne of Tarth defeated the hound. Pardon me. Lady Brienne. She's not a sir. You're not the knight. Women can't be knights. Why not? Tradition. Fuck tradition. I feel like that's exactly the attitude you have to have towards towards these kinds of restraints. They're trying to bring you down. Fuck tradition. Innovate. Get in there and mess around with it. Have fun. Say what you got to say in the way you need to say it. Uh, let me tell you, Sir Brienne, that was the most beautiful moment of that episode. Oh my God, she was so happy. Just the look of joy on her face is akin to that that I assume spread across the first person who wrote and was like, wait a minute, I need six syllables in my first line. <laughs> and they just beamed at the paper and then it was all better. So just to prove the point that um, this sort of tradition or you know parameter of the 575 um, had been broken for a while. Uh, here's some just you know various haiku um, from Japanese poets. Uh, one notable one um, is by the poet Ozaki Hosai. And this, I actually love this haiku. One of the shortest that I've seen. I cough and am still alone. Ooh. Which is pretty brutal, uh, but I love it. It's nine syllables long. And this poet was, um, he was born in 1885 and died in 1926. So certainly later than uh, Basho, who was writing in the, the late 1600s and I think early 1700s. Um, but just a couple other from that period uh, to make the point. Um, these are longer ones that I love. This is by the poet Ogiwara Seisensui. Dandelions, dandelions on the sand beach, spring opens its eyes. And then this one, which is in reference to a horrible earthquake that hit Japan in 1927 and killed, I think, like 100,000 people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He wrote this one. Corpses drift closer with the tides where we're being kept waiting for the ferry. Wow. Yeah. And so th those ones are like much longer than the 17 syllables. Um, so certainly by that point, um, you know, things had opened up quite a bit. Um, but even Basho had some hoku uh, that, you know, deviated from the 575 form. Hey everybody, this is Jack. 
we discussed this in our first episode of this series on the Renga, which is the linked poetry game from which haiku evolved, but Connor and I, throughout the course of this special series, are going to be writing a Renga back and forth, and at the end of each of these episodes, we'll keep you updated as we add to it each day. So here's where our Renga is as of day two. Spotting Brooklyn blossoms from the plains, a snowless white as snow. The air is cold with pine. Or is it juniper? And does it matter? A raven pines for the needle to move on the sun's seething hot reply. A long walk and a quick stop. Cold chocolate spring. Hey everybody, this is Jack again. Thank you so much for listening to our second episode in this special week-long series on haiku, closing out Poetry Month 2019. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you have thoughts on this or any of our previous episodes, we would love to hear from you. You can get in contact with us via email. Our email address is closetalkingpoetry at gmail.com. You can also reach us on social media. Our Twitter account is at Close Talking. I'm at Jack Rossiter Munn, and Connor is at Hot Sauce Boxed. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash close talking, or on Instagram, our newly active Instagram account, which is at Close Talking Poetry. We look forward to hearing from you, and we will see you again tomorrow for our third episode on haiku, which is going to be all about the turn. See you then.